What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. Before we do, before we do get into any of that, let's talk about the biggest reason why I believe that the Cowboys versus 49ers game will be different this year than it was last year. And we've talked about it all throughout the week, honestly. We've talked about the trench warfare. We'll, we have talked about Brock Purdy making some mistakes as a rookie. We've talked about the Cowboys offense clicking at the right time, about the Cowboys fixing their secondary in the playoffs thanks to their safeties. But I think that the biggest reason why the Cowboys can flip the script and beat the 49ers on Sunday has not been discussed as much, at least not with the necessary numbers to properly illustrate it. So before I give you the numbers, do me a favor and let me know in the chat what do you believe will be the biggest key to beating the 49ers on Sunday's divisional round. Uh, shout out to everybody, by the way, who's joining the show. Do me a favor and hit the thumbs up as well. Hit the like button. Every like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. We've got Gregory. We've got Bruce, Toxic Tom. Ines over there on the Facebook chat as well. D-Shift, James D, who already says offensive line as his key to the game. Leaving Rowdy at home, says Toxic Tom. There you go. We are already uh, in full playoff mode, hating on the Cowboys mascot. <laughs> that is nothing new here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Ed Rogers says the kicker. Stephen White says uh, penalties play good football. That's a good one. Uh, not letting them tackle too hard, says Samuel. 14 personnel to Bruce. Pressure and containment on Purdy. Professor, oh, what's up? Thank you for joining the show, man. I had not seen you in a while in the chat. All right. So here's the biggest reason why I think the Cowboys and the 49ers game result will be different this year than it was to last year. And I think it's something so simple, but that for some reason we have not talked about. People will tell you, you know, out there on many uh, Twitter spaces, many, and by the way, I, I don't mean like a specific Twitter space. I mean, Twitter, the social media app, not an actual space, but uh, many will people, uh, many people will tell you on Facebook, on Twitter, on articles, on national TV shows that the Cowboys cannot stop the run. That is false. Like that is just plainly false. And the numbers prove it. Here's the biggest reason why things can be different. In 2021, the Cowboys were the sixth, the 16th defense in DVOA against the run. This season, they are fifth best. Uh, the Cowboys finished 2021 as the 20th defense in EPA per rush allowed. The Cowboys ended 2022 as the fourth best success rate. They were 14th. Now they are third. They have improved, genuinely improved uh, their run defense. 
And the Cowboys talked all offseason about being more physical. They talked about not being bullied like they were against San Francisco. Mike McCarthy talked about being a, a more nasty, physical style of football team. And they actually became that, at least on defense. And the thing that, in my opinion, is the biggest aspect of all of this is that they didn't get better just because somebody started playing better football. That was a factor, of course. I mean, Ozel Digisua played better in his second year in the NFL. Micah Parsons definitely also played better, even though he already set the bar high as a rookie. You could see players like Leighton Vanderish as well playing better. But we also saw personal changes. Consider this. Consider the playing time for the Cowboys safeties. Last season, Jaron Kears played 88% of the snaps. Very high number. He was a starter of the group. Uh, Demonte Casey played 78%. The third safety of the Cowboys, which was Keanu Neal, actually, although, you know, on a different type of role, played 50% of the snaps. Compare that to this year, to 2022. Kears played 71%. He was the third lowest safety in snap count percentage because number two was Malik Cooker with 80 uh, with 75 percent and Donovan Wilson was 84 percent they were in the top five the the three of them were in the top five in snap count for the Dallas Cowboys the only other two players that played more than Jaron Kears and that played more than Malik Hooker, other than, of course, uh, Donovan Wilson, who played 84% of the snaps, were Trayvon Diggs and were Michael Parsons. The Cowboys took the big nickel package that we talked about all offseason long, how the Cowboys had three safeties and the ability to play three safeties, and they turned it from a situational kind of defense into their breath and butter. They live and die by having three safeties on the field. And I think that's made them more physical. I think that's one of the reasons why they have improved against the run, as the numbers prove it. And I also think that is one of the reasons why the secondary has looked much more better. Because they are versatile. They can do it all. They can cover. They can also tackle. As we looked at, you know, uh, I think it was yesterday or the night before that, the Cowboys went from being the 13th best tackling graded team per PFF to the sixth best team tackling. Their missed tackles went from over 100 to 64, according to Pro Football Reference. So I am not buying the idea that the Cowboys cannot stop the run. I think they couldn't stop the run last year. I think that they can stop the run and have stopped the run in 2022. I strongly, strongly believe that. Now, that doesn't mean that it is a perfect team either in that aspect because they have allowed explosive runs. But even in success rate and EPA, EPA measures the weight of the place, like big plays or tackles for loss and all of that. They're top five. And in success rate, which just counts a successful play or not, they're third in the NFL. And there is more too, by the way. There's, it's not only about the safeties that have played a lot. It's the fact that Leighton Van Der Esch has played way more. 
Anthony Barr is new to the defense, and even though he missed some time, I think we saw improved play at linebacker. Micah played full-time at the defensive line, which also probably helped. And we saw the Cowboys' defense just be more versatile. The Cowboys of 2021 were, you know, cover one, cover one, cover one. And the Cowboys of today can do a little bit of everything. They can play more zone coverage. They can play man coverage. And for example, uh, against the 49ers in the playoff game, we saw them kind of shift that mentality, right? Because they wanted to play zone because they wanted the defensive back's eyes on the offensive backfield and kind of be ready for all of the eye candy that they could throw their way. But they weren't used to play zone at all. So if the Cowboys decide that the best way to go against the 49ers on Sunday is to play some zone defense, they might be better equipped to do that. So, yeah, I think the Cowboys can stop the run. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions around Dallas right now. Does that mean that they will win the game just because of that? No, of course not. Like, it, it is a tough game. And you, you can be good against the run, but there is no better rushing team in the entire NFL than the 49ers. They are second to none, and it might not even be even close at all. Because the 49ers can run with a wide receiver in Debo. They've got Christian McCaffrey. And they also have enough playmakers. And maybe that's an understatement. They have a ton of playmakers. Probably also the most in the NFL when you consider Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, McCaffrey as a receiver as well. They have enough you know, receiving threats that you cannot fully commit yourself to the run because you know that whoever is playing at quarterback, whether it's Jimmy G or whether it's Brock Purdy or whether it was uh, Trey Lance, if he had remained healthy, doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, the guys that they have as skilled position players, if you give them time to get open, they will get open or at least they will be isolated in some one-on-one -on -one situation that they can win. So it's not like just because the Cowboys are good at stopping the run, the game is going to be won. Not at all. It's going to be a heavyweight battle from, you know, the Cowboys defense against the 49ers rushing offense. So those are my op opening thoughts. I know that I went on a rant just now, but I wanted to get that, like, I wanted to touch on every single bullet point that I had written down for the opening of the show because I think it is huge. And I think that we have heard a lot about the Cowboys rush defense sucking throughout the season. I don't think they do suck. I think they're actually pretty good. So let me see what you guys have to say uh, in the chat. I asked you for your keys to the game. Some people said offensive line. Some people said uh, tackling and all of that. Daniel Stephen says stop the run. Who, who else here, man? Uh, Samuel Rowe says you were supposed to read that one. You weren't supposed to read that one. I know, I know. But hey, you gotta you gotta take some chances in there. Let's see here. They need to have a balanced game on offense and defense, as Ines, which is definitely true. Scott Cole says Micah will get to Purdy, and Dak will carry his performance on Monday night against Tom Brady into Sunday's game, seriously against the 49ers and Brock Purdy. Oh, Mark Aaron also brought up a huge factor to the Cowboys' improved rushing defense, 
which is Jonathan Hankins. And I fully agree with that. Fully agree. Uh, Mel Rams says just go up by 14. And that is true, man. Uh, and that's one of my keys to the game as well for later. One of my three keys is, you know, along those lines. If the Cowboys get up early against the 49ers and you force Brock Purdy to win this game, you're in a good spot. You are in a good spot. Because I know that Brock Purdy has been awesome. Like, let's look at it objectively. Undraft, uh, I'm not undrafted, excuse me. Mr. Irrelevant Kid, Iowa State, who was a fun player at college because I think that also plays a factor um, in the way that the fan base has really embraced Brock Purdy. And by the fan base, I mean the entire NFL fan base, really. Brock Purdy has been fun to watch. Like, he, he really has been fun. Uh, he hasn't lost, or, you know, to be more accurate, the 49ers have not lost playing Brock Purdy at QB. And even though he has made mistakes, for the most part, Cal Shanahan has made life easier, easy on him, and he has taken advantage of it. Like, let's be real. Uh, Brock Purdy is making some legit throws. He's extending plays. He is also messing up here and there. And he's also living on, you know, on the edge with some of the uh, of, of his scrambles in which he turns his back to the defense and really leaves himself vulnerable. But he's being fun to watch. So I think that if, if you say that he might not be ready to win you the game if he goes down by multiple possessions, that's not hating on him. So let's just recognize that he's been he's been good. He's been legitimately good but we have not seen him in that scenario. So if we go in order and we say, okay, key number one to the game is what we just talked about. The biggest reason why the Cowboys versus 49ers will be different this year than it was last year. And we say, oh, the Cowboys can stop the run. That's key number one, stopping the run. And that's key number two and three and four and five and six. So let's assume that key number seven is now number two. Let's condense it down to that. Uh, so key number two would be 100% forcing Brock Purdy into mistakes. Easier said than done, however. Now, I do expect a key change on this game compared to what we saw against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when the Cowboys played a lot of, you know, too high defenses out there. Here you have... Dayron Bland on the outside. Jaron Kears is your nickel cornerback. And then two high safeties, including Donovan Wilson and Malik Cooker. That was, you know, the majority of defenses that you saw against the Bucs. And one of the changes that you could see was Israel Mukwamu playing as a nickel cornerback of the team. So technically, if you count Mukwamu here as a safety in the picture that's up on the screen... You could say that you've got uh, four safeties, technically. And I know that Mukwamu has been versatile, so I don't know how to count him. But in this scenario, he's playing nickel cornerback. And the Cowboys trusted him, too, by the way. Like, they trusted Jaron Kears. They trusted Mukwamu. We saw Kears and Mike Evans. It was crazy. But my point is, you cannot play it too high against uh, the 49ers. So it's going to be a huge game for Malik Cooker who will be patrolling center field by himself, probably for the most part of the game, for the biggest part of the game. The Cowboys will need, the Cowboys will need an extra body in that box. Now, 
that extra body, whether it is Jaron Kears or whether it is Donovan Wilson, he's been a, who's been a missile and has gotten some impressive tackles for losses throughout the season, he's going to have to be huge stopping the run. So we expect a lot of single high, a lot of loaded boxes against the 49ers. But the thing will not be about having enough bodies underneath. It will be more about having those bodies make the tackle and not leave it to the safeties or the last line of defense. The Cowboys need to finish those tackles and they need to make them in open space as well because the 49ers will run outside. And I would assume they're also going to target Trayvon Dix. Like they're going to circle number seven and they're going to say, we're going to come right at him. Tackling will be uh, will be huge. And if you can tackle, then you will get Brock Purdy in situations in which he will be first to pass, third and long kind of situations. But the thing is, Purdy can also, and Kyle Tenahan can also mitigate the Cowboys' pass rush by rolling uh, Brock Purdy out of the pocket, by doing bootlegs, by doing all kinds of eye candy stuff. Unlike the Buccaneers, who just depended on traditional passing from the pocket with Tom Brady at the wheel. So I think that it won't only be about getting to Brock Purdy and enforcing those mistakes, but the Cowboys secondary will need to win their one-on-ones. Like, they will find themselves in multiple one-on-ones. And this is the game to show off that speed, that catch-up speed in crossing routes, in vertical routes, and Get in position to take the ball away. This is the number one team in takeaways against the number two team in takeaways, by the way. It's going to be fun in that in that sense, too. I think that's actually turnover differential. Excuse me. The 49ers are number one in turnover differential, plus 13, and the Cowboys are second, plus 10. Kevin Poole says when Purdy is busy running for his life and Getting up of the turf forces fumbles. Help not to mention the inception he will throw. The interception he will throw to Trayvon Diggs. Gregory over at Facebook says uh, Diggs needs to step up his game. He played conservatively and soft in Tampa. I would say more than anything, the tackling. Now, the promising thing is that the Cowboys cornerback has tackled well this season for the most part. And there was visible improvement from his 2021 version. He cut his missed tackle percentage almost in half for the season. We talked about it at one point during the season, actually, here on Primetime. But on Monday night, it was an issue. It cannot be an issue against the 49ers because they will exploit it. Professor O, shout out to you, sir. Uh, Matt says, San Francisco shows a fair amount of wide nine looks with their defensive line. When teams go empty and spread the field, the middle is wide open for easy pickups. And I don't know, but do you remember your ADC Sports Dallas primetime host, this guy named Mauricio Rodriguez, drooling over the Cowboys' backfield, uh, empty backfield formations against the Philadelphia Eagles in December 24th? Because I, that was one of the most exciting parts of the season for me. 
they had easy buttons out of that empty formation. So good catch there by Professor O. That should be a factor against the 49ers. Now, CeeDee Lamb could have like a, a, a huge game just based off empty formations because the Cowboys used it to get CeeDee Lamb to ball in easy gimme spots. And I don't know, the 49ers defense, man, they're good at getting to the quarterback. They have tremendous safety play. If there's like one weak spot that the Cowboys could exploit, in my opinion, it should be cornerback. Now, the 49ers have solid cornerbacks, but I think that's the spot that you could really feel the Cowboys attacking. Tommy915 says, who's Mauricio Rodriguez? Oh, he's, a, he's a nobody. Forget about Forget I mentioned it. Tom Downey says, uh, Toxic Tom, excuse me, says, never heard of him, Mo. Yeah, never mind. My, It was my bad, my bad. <laughs> Pressure is going to be too much for their third string quarterback, says Russell. The 49ers will try to take Schultz out of the game, says Mark Aaron. Hopefully not, because, because we're double dipping on the betting the Cowboys segment. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> we cashed our three betting, uh, you know, uh, player props last Thursday night. So we, we will double deep on one of them, and it will be the Dalton Dalt Schultz over for receptions. So key number two, definitely force mistakes for the 49ers defense, uh, for the 49ers offense, excuse me. And then key number three will be, you know, I could say, Get ahead early in the game. I could keep it simple and say, you know, get up by two possessions and force Brock Purdy to actually go out there and win the game, something that he has not done like by himself all season long. Here is the rank in DBOA of the defenses that Brock Purdy has faced. Tampa Bay, if you want to count Tampa, 13th. Best defense in the NFL at the end of the season per DVOA. Seattle, 21st best defense. Washington, top 10. So respect there, but also only only, only losers lose to Washington, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But for real, Washington's offense absolutely sucked in that game. Uh, Raiders, 31st defense. Arizona, 24th defense. We have talked about the Cowboys facing a whole other animal in the divisional round, and that is more than fair. The 49ers, and specifically Brock Purdy as a quarterback, has not faced a defense like the Cowboys' defense. Even more so, and, and that that is like enhanced when we consider that Dan Quinn is calling the plays for the Cowboys' defense. Because you can bet that there will be heavy safety rotation, something that the Cowboys didn't do much in 2021, but they can do now. And we will see creative pressure packages designed to get Burke Purdy, in my opinion, even when he rolls out of the pocket. There's a, a lot of things that can happen on this game. And I expect Dan Quinn to, to really, really put on a solid defensive game plan. Not that it will work necessarily because the 49ers have a lot of talent, but I think that we will see some creative looks by the Cowboys' defense on Sunday. It should be a masterclass on that front. 
those have to be the, the three keys. But here, here's, a, here's where I was going with this. The 49ers are not that good in the red zone. Like, hear me out. The Cowboys are the best red zone offense in the NFL, converting 73% of their trips inside the 20-yard line to touchdowns. The 49ers are 19th in the NFL in red zone touchdown scoring percentage. 19th. So they're one of the best rushing offenses. They get explosive plays. They get themselves in scoring position. But they have trouble converting that into touchdowns. So if the Cowboys defense does just enough to bend but don't break, and we see the 49ers, you know, kicking field goals, bro, the Cowboys could win this game because the Cowboys probably will put points on the board if they get to the red zone. So to give you the numbers once more, the Cowboys score on 73%, almost one out of every, uh, almost three out of four red zone trips. Best in the NFL. 49ers are more like a coin toss every time they get to the red zone. And that's particularly impressive because they're so good on offense. Like if you told me that the commanders were 19th in red zone scoring percentage, uh, I would go, well, I think that's actually high. But the fact that the 49ers are so good everywhere else, but not in the red zone, makes things interesting for me. I think that's also where the Cowboys can win this game, inside the 20-yard line. Toxic Tom says, Mo, if we win, we riot. If we lose, we riot. Feels like that kind of game. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was telling uh, I was saying, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't need the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Like, I could use the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. I, I want to see the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. Uh, but here's here, here's the catch. Like, what I was trying to say is, I need them to win in the wild card round. Like, I cannot see the Cowboys go out in the wild card round again. So this is the first weekend that actually feels like, okay. Now we'll now it's like for real, if that makes some sort of sense for you. And I think it will, because I think everyone was looking at the wild card game like there's no freaking way they get eliminated in the wild card round again. No one wanted to see that. But now it's the divisional round, and of course you want the Cowboys to win, but it's a little bit more exciting because it's a little bit more meaningful. The Cowboys are one win away from getting to where they have not gotten in my lifetime, I am 23 years old, the NFC Championship game. This could be, this could, could be my first next Sunday. <laughs> Pressure is on the 49ers this year to Sidney Jones. All right, I'll, I'll open that up to the chat. That's a good, that's a good comment, Sidney. Do you agree or disagree that the pressure is on the 49ers this year more than on the Cowboys? Or you can or you can just say who's under more pressure heading into this game, the Cowboys or the 49ers? Because man, the 49ers have been in some big stages already. Like they've made the NFC Championship game just recently. 
very close to getting to the Super Bowl. The 49ers have already been in the Super Bowl a, a few years ago, but they have not won it. Jack the Toxic Cactus says, yes, in the 49ers. Gregory says, absolutely. Stephen White says, uh, Dallas is hosting the NFC Championship game. Uh, Thomas says, agree. Russell says, Dallas. Toxic Tom says, uh, San Francisco as the home team. Hmm. If Dak does uh, as well as he did in Tampa says Armando, then he can definitely be the 49ers. Mark Aaron says the 49ers are at home and they traded away draft picks. So, yes, the 49ers. Actually, Mark nailed it. I was going to say that the Cowboys were the team that were the most pressured just based on the 49ers already having big playoff wins over recent years, uh, having been to a Super Bowl recently, and knowing that Cal Shanahan is the guy. Like, uh, almost every other team would trade their coach for Cal Shanahan in an instant. A handful of teams at most wouldn't do that. So I was going to say the Cowboys. But Mark Aaron mentioned the Christian McCaffrey trade, and that changes everything to me. That is right. That is a good point right there. I think that the 49ers paid a lot for Christian McCaffrey, but it made sense within their context, within their own version of a going all-in approach to building this thing. And it's paid off even more than they could have imagined after the Jimmy G injury and just finding ways to take pressure off of Brock Purdy for the most part. Luis Guerrero says the Bengals is the only good team that they have played. Interesting. So yeah, I'll say the 49ers. I'll say the 49ers, but also like for the 49ers are playing with Brock Purdy. So, before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, Toxic Tom says, GMO, uh, which teams wouldn't want, uh, wouldn't want Kyle Tenhan? I know one. Yeah, besides Andy Reid and the Chiefs, I don't know who else. I could make the argument for maybe like, who could I make the argument for? Kyle <laughs> Tenhan is a beast, man. He really is a beast. Respect to him. Kyle, Kyle. Did I say Mike? I meant Kyle. I'm sorry. Obviously. All right. So it's time for our predictions before we get out of here. As always, we will have the game outright prediction, but we will also have the betting the Cowboys prediction. We ended the season 14 and 14 and 3 in bets, Cowboys bets throughout the season. Just one bet per game, minus 110 odds. We were aiming for a 52% hit rate to break even ended up over 80% hit rate that I was not expecting that. So maybe that was a little bit of luck. Maybe that was a little bit of, you know, good analysis here on ADC Sports Dallas primetime, but definitely one of the best years that we've had betting the Cowboys. Last season, it was something like nine and seven, if I remember properly, which was still profitable, but doing better this time around. So before we get into any of that, drop your score predictions on the show here and on the whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, drop them in the chat. Who do you got and what is your scoreboard? While you bombard the comments 
with your score predictions. And before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is the 2023 Mazda CX-5 2.5S Turbo All-Wheel Drive. This one, ladies and gentlemen, starts at $38,350. It's got a sunroof. It's got all-wheel drive, a game-changing Wi-Fi hotspot, hands-free liftgate, lane departure warning assist, and a miles-per-gallon capacity of 22 when you are in the city. That goes up to 27 when you are in the highway. Make sure that you check out FreemanMazda.net. You can check out the features of the vehicle, the pictures of the vehicle. And Freeman Mazda is a family-owned business for over 65 years. And remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Check it out once more over at FreemanMazda.net. So let's see some of your scores here. 31-13 says Mel. Oh, oh. 38-14 says Lost in Translation. Oh, my God. Y'all going with huge scores. 38-21 says Luis. <laughs> Mark Aaron says, where's Lumen? Our Titans fan representative. Probably over on the Tennessee side of things. They did hire a new general manager. 24-23 says Sugar Daddy Williams. Toxic Tom has joined Dark Side. Toxic Tom went with the box last week. He's bought in. He says, I took the money line on Dallas, 27 to 24. 38 to, uh, 33 to 20 says Stelios, 300 Cowboys. All right. Here's my bet, ladies and gentlemen. Here's my bet. Just one for betting the Cowboys. Had to do it. Had to grab the points, man. Cowboys plus four. Give me that. The public is all in, by the way. All in on San Francisco. Let me get you the actual number. Credit to actionnetwork.com for actually uh, publishing those numbers. According to their website, 62% of the bets are on the 49ers. That makes sense. People will fade the Cowboys in the playoffs. They will back you know, the 49ers because they've looked so impressive. But I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing the points. And I am grabbing the points because I also think that the Cowboys win a tight one in San Francisco. Give me for my one more prediction. Cowboys 28, 49ers 27. Now, credit to the 49ers. I've got Brock Purdy scoring two touchdowns. I've got Dak Prescott going off again with three touchdowns of his, of his own. So give me the Cowboys 28-27. And if you want me to add a little bit of drama, a little bit of a bold prediction, Cowboys get a comeback drive to tie the game. Not tie it, but like, let's say six points ties it. But they get the extra point by Brett Maher to seal the deal and win the game. Give me the Cowboys 28-27. I do have additional betting props as we did last week. I've got three of them. CD Lamp, anytime touchdown, plus money, plus 160. Give me that. Every 100 bucks gets you 160 bucks. 
Uh, just for those of you who are curious how the betting odds work, over four and a half catches, Dalton Schultz. We made the exact same bet last week. I actually think it was, what, uh, three and a half receptions last week. And Dalton Schultz went off, had seven catches. Betting on him doing that again. Plus money as well, plus 125. And then Dak Prescott over one and a half touchdowns. That, that pays a little bit less. Minus 15. Minus 115, excuse me. So there you go. There you go. I won't see you on Sunday night. You will get the game day show, pre-game, halftime, post-game show with Skywalker Steel and Jesse Holly, as we do things here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. So I will leave you with the same message that I left you last week. I hope <laughs> that next time that I see you guys, Monday night, 8 p.m. Central, I sincerely hope that we're not talking about where did the Cowboys go from here? What happens with Mike McCarthy? What happens with Kellen? What happens with Dan Quinn? I hope that what we are talking about is, boy, oh, boy, we are on to the NFC Championship game. Holy. I think the Cowboys can pull it off, man. I think they can. For all of the reasons discussed before here on the show. The Cowboys huddle says, I hope that we wear the white helmets. I don't think that will be the case. Like, I have not seen what uniforms the Cowboys are wearing, but I feel like if they were the white helmets, I would already know. So uh, the Cowboys huddle, I, I do understand where you're coming from, though, because I like them as well. All right. All right. That's enough for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Hit the like button. Share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. We are live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. Hit the thumbs up for me. That helps us put the show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Hope that you enjoyed. Live every night, 8 p.m. Central. Primetime, as always, brought to you by FreemanMazda.net. I will see you on Monday. Nos vemos. Buen fin de semana. Adios.